0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Season 2 of the Book Report Podcast with Allie and Rach. We are very proud of ourselves. (laughs) Because we woke up put on our
1: clothes, (laughs) and we decided to record tonight for our 16th
0: episode ever. 16th episode. Yeah. There's a lot of reasons to be excited about this. We Mm -hmm. tackled ACOTAR for our season finale Mm -hmm. of season or season one finale.
1: We've So I feel like if you are listening to this podcast, maybe you heard about us because of what we've been doing for ACOTAR on TikTok and Instagram. I feel like we've gained a lot of followers that way. I hate to disappoint you. We loved those books. We like yeah. absolutely loved those books. We love talking about them. We loved fan casting them. We love talking to you all about them on the internet. That's so fun. It's not typically what we read. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was looking through all the books we read last season and there's there's something for absolutely everyone. Yeah. We should do another fantasy series yeah. because I mean we do love fantasy books too.
0: I've been missing them. I mean, I feel like some of the ones, there's some standalones this season that could almost Mm -hmm. qualify. But yeah, a good trilogy. We haven't picked
1: any yet. We haven't picked any.
0: Like I mean, there's There's some like
1: standalone fantasies, but Mm -hmm. we haven't picked any trilogies. I know. They're just,
0: they're a commitment when you're getting through the books. But yeah, we, so we did, we tackled Akatar. We are doing season two and it is fall. It's finally autumn. Well, if you are in the Midwest and... God, I love fall. Yeah. It's, what is the midwest? Wait, why would be the midwest? Are we the are we not the midwest? No, we're in the south.
1: Mid. We're in the south. Really? Yeah. Why do I always think we're no midwest? I mean, Nashville's kind of in the middle of the United States, right? But it's not really
0: about location. Yeah, it's like your heart and soul, you know. We're Southerners. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was very confused about them. I'm like, "Wait, what about the Midwest?" I feel like Midwesterners have different accents, different casseroles, you know, different, everything's different. What
1: kind of casseroles in the Midwest? I don't know. Actually, I
0: don't know. I just know (laughs) my casseroles, casseroles. but I feel like they have different ones.
1: (laughs) Okay. We're moving past it because we're going to agree to disagree. Although now that I'm thinking about the Midwest, is that like Arizona or is that West-West? No,
0: it's not even, it's like the middle of this. Like Missouri? Yeah. Isn't that like right next to us? Or like. Okay, we're going to look up a map of – I'm going show you a map of America that's divided like this. I've seen mm-hmm. it before. This is the south, not the deep <laughs> south. We're in the south, though.
1: okay. Sometimes it feels like the deep south, but not when you're in Nashville, Tennessee. No, it's not the deep south. Nashville, Tennessee feels – doesn't always feel good, but if you're going to live in the
0: south, it's a good spot. Yeah, for sure. But, yes, it's fall in Tennessee.
1: Mm-hmm, kind of crispy. Like, I came over here in a sweater, and Allie and her neighbor have their, like, there's an island that separates their houses, and I walked through the island and over the bridges, and they have, like, their Halloween lights up for Halloween. Yes. I'm
0: so excited. Yes, that's what I was going to say. It's it's Halloween. I started decorating. We love Mm -hmm. this season. And our season two books are definitely starting out on the spooky side.
1: Yeah, so it was kind of – so we've tried to put together our seasons – or put together our podcast seasons with the seasons. Mm-hmm. We're starting this one a week late, two weeks late.
0: Fall was the, only last week.
1: But we're, this podcast is coming two weeks after. Oh, yeah, that. two weeks. So, and some of the books that I've been reading as potential contenders for the fall season are kind of wintry. Mm-hmm.
0: So well, because we'll it's not really that fall. It goes into mm-hmm. a, It's just the second season. The- yeah,
1: we'll figure it out
0: fall winter season
1: but the books we the books i picked were less wintery i think i ended up in just more cozy because mm-hmm. that's where we're headed Allie just dropped her oh, I expensive just dropped cherry my
0: cherry for my cocktail
1: oh it's probably got cat hair in it i know okay i, I always like think i'm that's fine no and i'm not gonna eat it like...
0: i'm gonna go put it up okay, <laughs> okay um returned from the cherry fiasco but yes it's it's Lots of reasons to celebrate. Another reason is we have a delightful cocktail tonight to go along with our book. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm going to post the picture I took. It's so fun. So we are doing the Saturday Night Ghost Club, and our drink of choice is what we're calling the Graveyard Smash. It is delicious. Got some fun garnishes, but this cocktail is, you're going to have two ounces of gin one ounce of fresh lemon juice, one ounce of a cherry rosemary simple syrup, which simple syrup is just, I did like a half a cup water, sugar, and cherries, and then about four sprigs of rosemary, simmer it, cool it, strain it, mm-hmm. that thing. Muddle in some blood orange slices, shake it up, strain garnish with a really cute little monster garnish. Oh my gar- gosh, garnish. she made like a little monster out of some cherries and like orange Yes, teeth so teeth. Cheers. cheers to season two. We did it. We did it. Yes. So like I said, this book is The Saturday Night Ghost Club
1: by Craig Davidson. I have a fun fact about Craig Davidson. Yeah. Tell me. That's what you're saying. So I I think that's his real name. hmm But I think I'm getting this right. I'm probably butchering this. He has multiple names for different kinds of books oh. he writes, which is such a fascinating world yeah. for me. Yeah. But the one I feel like he's more famous for is horror books. Horror. Ooh. I feel Like I pronounce that just whore. But like
0: horror. But horror
1: books. But his name is Nick Cutter,
0: mm. and he
1: wrote the. Mo- I feel like the most popular book that I have seen as someone that's not hasn't really been into horror books as of late is a book called The Troop. It was. Huh. I feel like you'd recognize the the cover of the book. It looks really good, and I had seen it and thought about it for our season, but ended up. It looked more creepy than like spooky cozy. Yeah. which I think is what we were looking for. And but yeah, so I, I'm pretty sure his real name is Craig Davidson, and then okay. the other the the horror name that he writes under is Nick oh, Cutter. That's
0: so fun. Yeah, yeah. So this book is you. You're gonna get if well, hopefully you've read it because we're gonna I'm gonna tell you everything mm-hmm. that happens at I, it as always. If you don't like spoilers, yeah, don't. If you don't, this like podcast is not. For um, you. but we. This book is really small. It's like a quick mm-hmm. – it's a quick read. This is a great kickoff to Halloween season. Yes. If you – you don't want straight horror. You don't want a thriller. You but just
1: finished Stranger Things. You just
0: finished watching Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. You're not quite sure. You want to feel nostalgia about the Halloween season. Mm-hmm. This is exactly what you're looking for. And I kept hearing people say – Compare it to Stranger Things, which I think is fair. It's got that 80s mm-hmm. nostalgia, Goonies. You coming know, of age. Coming of age vibe. Mm-hmm. But to me, it reminded me more of Sandlot meets Goosebumps. Perfect. That's the vibe. It, it, some of it's so wacky that mm-hmm. you're like, it's Goosebumps. It's not Stranger yeah. Things. That A lot of the things that happen aren't. Real, mm-hmm. but you—it definitely has those, yeah, '80s nostalgia. Yeah, riding your bike with a baseball card in the uh-huh. spokes vibes. People
1: are chasing
0: you. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which I'm already gonna get off on a tangent, but I, my husband and my kids and I, we bike pretty often. We do some bikepacking trips and things. And I, the feeling of being on a bike at dusk, even mm-hmm. if we bike somewhere and are coming home around dusk, I still feel those like nostalgic yeah it is the Especially thing that brings warm. it back yes oh every time mm-hmm. every time we're biking around at dusk I'm like I feel like I'm a child again it's probably yeah. why I keep biking because I love it so much um
1: in the brief time that I was biking with you mm-hmm. uh that's how it always felt We should it do felt a, fun
0: we should do a dusk
1: ride like, this oh week. you want to go get drinks at happy hour at our neighborhood <laughs> yeah restaurant like just sure. That sounds there. like a
0: real treat. <laughs> like, let's do it. It's so fun. But yeah, so it still it has those vibes for sure. And in this book, the main character is Jake Baker. Jake Baker is the narrator, and now he is a brain surgeon who's recounting a summer of his childhood in the 80s. He lives in Niagara Falls, right? Mm -hmm. And
1: somewhere I've never thought much about.
0: Me either. Until this book. I always think about it as Canadian Gatlinburg. Have you been to Niagara Falls?
1: That's how he he wrote it. I mean, I've never been there, but that's what I
0: pictured. That's what it feels like. When Mm -hmm. you go, you're like, okay, this is Gatlinburg for Canada. Yeah. Uh, Very touristy, (laughs) kind of cheesy. He's a pretty nerdy kid. Pre-teens, 12-ish, I think, mm-hmm. 13, doesn't have a ton of friends, and spends a lot of time hanging out with his Uncle C, as Jake calls Calvin, the other main character in the book. Uncle C is sort of frozen in a state of, I'd say, adolescence and just obsession with spookiness. Mm-hmm. And he just does what he wants.
1: Yeah. Like he owns a store and doesn't open at the same time every day. Mm-hmm. He just works when he wants
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this store is called the Occultor... I can't say this word. Occultorium. Occultorium. Like Occult-torium on the end, which I cannot get the cadence of that correct. I think this is what made me think of Are You Afraid of the Dark or Goosebumps? Mm -hmm. Is this creepy occult shop? I think there's several episodes... Where there's some, it's a small town and there's like some spooky dude who owns a. Well, there's two kind of spooky adults. There's
1: Uncle C and there's the, what is the guy that owns the beta? That's so beta. I Um, love that tidbit. I did too. He was, I mean, both of, Uncle C was obviously my favorite character, but. um, The shop next door. The shop next door. He, like, he played a really important role Mm -hmm. in some of the things, like, in the twist that happens, but Yeah.
0: That he owns. So there's the occultorium and that that's so beta. Mm -hmm. And the beta. you learn this in the the beginning. It feels like a slow book. Yeah. But they're just building all these little nuggets of information in Mm -hmm. that are so good. And the shop used to be a movie rental, like a VHS, like a blockbuster. Mm -hmm. And then the owner was like, no, beta max is going to be the next big thing. And get sort of all the tapes mm-hmm. and have all the beta. whatever. I don't. Mm-hmm. That wasn't don't even like a thing is. because no one. It did not catch on. Yeah. And at one point, I think Jake or Cow. I don't remember if it's Uncle C or Jake. One of them was like, "Why did if it's the best thing ever? Why didn't they call it Alpha?" <laughs> <laughs> and I died. Just this little. Imagine this little kid. But there's Uncle Uncle C, the guy next door. I can't remember his name right now. It'll come to me. Yeah. I'll think um. So Uncle C's tall intense mm-hmm. he fully believes in all of the shit he's dealing in he has this thing called a psychophone this is kind of where the story really kicks off is with the psychophone
1: right it was just the red phone in the back mm-hmm. with like conspiracies that call mm-hmm. in yeah
0: so no 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 this isn't the red phone in the back so he has this phone where there's just like network of conspiracy theorists who will call in and be like i heard that this chupacabras on the loose and da, 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 and they uh-huh. kind of talk to each other but the psychophone is when it's a phone that can supposedly speak to the dead like you can get through to the spirit realm Oh, and this is okay, how yeah, okay. jake meets the other children in the book mm-hmm. who are well billy yellowbird is who you're going to meet first and billy yellowbird comes to the occultory uh, occultorium uh, okay i want to say occultorium you did but it. i feel like it's that's good not right to try and connect with his grandmother who passed away recently. Billy and his sister Dove become very close with Jake. And again, Billy comes to try to connect with his grandmother. And that's kind of what kicks off. They go into the basement. His uncle sees like, I have a psychophone and it can connect to the dead. And you're, you know, the narrator's an adult who's recounting all of Mm -hmm. this. But even looking back, he was so freaked out, and it was probably just static and CB radios coming through and all this, you know, yeah. noise coming through the line. But when well, you had those spooky moments as a kid, I think this is another thing. I remember being so freaked out, and looking back on the moments that I was genuinely terrified, you still can't convince me something, didn't mm-hmm. like, I know did
1: you do Ouija board? No,
0: I would – no, I never have because I would have been terrified. That, I you? mean, I feel
1: like Ouija board is, would fall in the same yeah. – like, stuff happens when everyone's pulses are moving through their fingers on this tiny little thing and yeah. you know it moves and I have no idea I have zero faith in the Ouija board mm-hmm. actually moving and telling me things I think it was probably like one of us mm-hmm. leading it to who our crush was but it's that thing where your mind just needs anything like yeah just absolutely anything to make you believe it yes because you're already there yeah and that's This book was so magical. I loved it. I I feel like it's going to get really emotional as we like talk about it. But this book was magic.
0: Well, even in the beginning when Billy comes in because Mm -hmm. of his grandmother, that was emotional. That was an emotional scene. And what an awkward moment for these two kids to connect and kick off their friendship. Mm -hmm. But that's really what kicks it off. And I forgot about this. There's also an element where Uncle C – He's this kooky guy. And you're kind of like, why is he hanging out with children? But it makes sense because he's always – it's like he's stuck in adolescence. Mm -hmm. And he – there's a – I think it's in that scene with the psychophone where Jake knows that Uncle C also sees a moment where, oh, Jake doesn't have many friends. Mm -hmm. I
1: can connect
0: Connect these kids and and help them with their friendship. And so Billy and his sister Dove – and become really close with Jake, and they start this weekly tradition of investigating urban legends and creepy phenomenon around town with Uncle C. They investigate a train tunnel where a child died, a sunken car in a lake, and a halfway burned down house. Were there others, or were those the those I were think the big were three.
1: The three? Yeah, there was like the trying to find Billy's. I think that's how it started. The ghost club was when they yeah. Uncle C had kind of given. The local mortician like yeah. maybe some money because they really wanted to see the corpse of the grandmother to know that this she was the part in that there I was like,
0: what? Uncle it was c. wild
1: but they got to they kind of had to break into the. yeah what's it called the more
0: the funeral home funeral
1: home okay or they acted like they were breaking in but even clearly though, uncle
0: c just like asked the yeah,
1: yeah if they could come in and make sure that she was there and like pulled out all these corpses mm-hmm. it's so freaking creepy And that's when Uncle C has this idea, like, why don't we do this every Saturday night? Why don't we explore some lore in the town of Niagara?
0: Yeah. So, yeah, they investigate those three things. And this is when it – so, the last place that they explore the house that had burned down, Mm -hmm. Uncle C explains that there was a couple who lived there and that a man wanted to use the couple's phone and – when the when the wife let the man in, he killed the wife, and the husband went insane, and then burned down the house. While they're at the house, so the whole time you're kind of like, is this just a fantastical story? And this Uncle C character, you you can't wrap your head around an adult like running around with these kids doing this, and just yeah. everyone thinking it's normal. Mm-hmm. But they don't let on. They don't let on it. Like it, it makes it seem like his
1: Jake's parents think that, I guess it's his mom's brother. It's his mom's brother, yeah. It's kind of kooky, but that's just the way he is. And yeah. he believes But he's like all a trustworthy stuff. adult. He's a trust. like they let him spend the night there. So I kind of was relying on my memory of that mm-hmm. throughout this whole story. And that's where the twist really like shook mm-hmm. me. But I honestly did feel like the, the story of the house had happened. Mm-hmm. And in the past, I didn't mm-hmm. think that it wasn't true. Yeah. Because all the other stories seemed to back up. Mm-hmm. Like just... Like, I don't know, when they found the car on the bottom, mm-hmm. you know, who knows what really happened, but I just assumed all the stories were true.
0: Yeah. And you it's having this narrator who you know is a brain surgeon that's mm-hmm. telling you all of this and who is very interested in memories and how the brain works and functions. Yeah. You have this very rational person telling you all of these things. Mm-hmm. So they, anyway, they... Uncle C tells him the story about the house, but then when they're at the house, Calvin goes into this deep haze and just won't stop knocking on the door, right? Did I tell
1: you I looked up the name of the video shop
0: owner? No. It's Lex. Lex, that's, yeah.
1: And I couldn't remember if it was in this story or one of the previous ones where Lex kind of, when he heard where they were going, he, like, hung out just in case they needed him. Like, he never came up with them. Yeah. He was just, like, parked a ways away. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Was it this... It was one of the stories, but I remember Lex, like, maybe he did come into this one because he knew he should, or... Yeah. But Lex was there for most of them. Yeah.
0: So, he's knocking on the door. The kids all run away because they're so freaked out by Mm -hmm. what's happening. And Jake finally tells his parents, and I think he's supposed to be meeting Uncle C at, like, a graveyard, and he's like, I'm freaked out now mm-hmm. so jake tells his parents what they've been up to they're not mad they have this reaction of just kind of it's sadness an, mm-hmm. and they want to go with it they want to go with it and they say well let's go let's like, go we'll yeah. all go you're not in trouble mm-hmm. they learn the mom ends up telling jake that uncle c was at one point a very different person very logical very not into the occult and weird yeah. phenomenon. And he was a happily married man with a child on the way. The house that they went to was actually his old house. So he'd been married not that long, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't long. And he had bought this house with his wife. And his wife was the one who, there was a knock on the door. And she opened, it was a blizzard, right? Or something mm-hmm. like that. She opened the door and two, I think it was two men stabbed her or slit her. trigger warnings galore Mm -hmm. slit her throat and he came back found her kind of half dead loaded her in the car and while he was driving to the hospital slid off a bridge and the car went into the lake Mm -hmm. she didn't make it out he did get out of the car and was rescued or found i can't remember exactly Mm -hmm. how and but has no memory or recollection of any of basically any of his life with his wife he was so traumatized by it that he blocked all of it from his memory and so all of the other people in town all the grown and he changes comes becomes this person who's obsessed with you know ghosts and all and he did go back and burn down the house Mm -hmm. he doesn't remember it being his house but i can't remember why he ended up going but there's these moments where things clearly are getting triggered, and it's like his brain isn't, his brain isn't, or his memory is. It's not fi- The synapses yeah. are not firing correctly, and the parents. It's just sad. It's just sad. The fact that
1: everyone in the town knows, like everyone knows, not to say story. anything because he doesn't remember anything, mm-hmm. and it is like it is a horror. When I picked up this book, it I. I wanted something spooky. Mm-hmm. And as I'm reading, I quickly realize it's not oh, it's kids. Like there's mm-hmm. it's not going to be that spooky. Oh, it's a coming-of-age novel. And then oh, this book just pulls you in and in the twist when they reveal that it was his uncle that experienced all of this that they were going through and now his nephew's a brain surgeon who has uh-huh. a baby and oh, it was
0: just a very it's one of the, my favorite books I've read in a long time. I absolutely adored this book. The So it was light. And yes. I feel like
1: everything we've said, and are like, that doesn't sound light. You read it, it. I mean, it is. In a way, it is. It's
0: the way that The Sandlot is both mm-hmm. light And gives you so much nostalgia that your heart could break. And Mm -hmm. it's also deep in what it's this. That's why it reminded me of that.
1: No, that's a great description. Sometimes the
0: Sandlot could maybe make me cry Mm -hmm. (laughs) from the nostalgia and like the sweetness. And then some you're just cackling through it all. And Mm -hmm. it's ridiculous. That's really why it reminded me of that. It's something about to, yeah, him becoming a brain surgeon and talking about the way memory works or doesn't work and fails you and him recounting this. I mean he still has like fond memories of this summer yeah and his he and his uncle c have a great relationship his Mm -hmm. child has a relationship with uncle c we've talked about how we like books to type in a neat bow and it really yeah does it does yeah it
1: was a a full story there was one scene and there was one scene where lex this is i mean why i feel like he was such an important character because there was a there were these Mm -hmm. asides where he had asked the kids oh we haven't talked about dove too yeah where he had asked the kids, he said, I was dating a witch, and we broke up, and she stole my cat. And he has the boys go steal this cat back uh-huh. for him, and they see the mortician uh-huh. naked as they're like, do you remember this? Scene? Yes. So they're like crawling through the dog door to get the cat, or they maybe they <laughs> have a treat for the cat. And they freeze because they hear someone coming, and it's this mortician, the n- town mortician, is underwear,
0: uh-huh.
1: who's just had sex with <laughs> Lex's ex-girlfriend, and they steal the cat. And I think when Lex, when Lex sees that they have it, he's just like, <laughs> really didn't expect that. It's it's just so like good. There's, there's these little. It's not a long book. It's not. You will be. So delighted! I mean, I'm hoping awarded. you read it. I hope you're just yeah. I like, hope you already read all it. yeah.
0: Don't, listening to this yeah, and fair. <laughs> talking about reminiscing about how much you loved it. Uh-huh. It one of the things I liked about it is that it is it is short. It's so concise. Everything is so mm-hmm. well done. It doesn't wax on about.
1: Th- mm-hmm. I don't know.
0: It is just concisely written in the most beautiful way. It feels so satisfying you Mm -hmm. read it and you're like oh my gosh I'm I'm so satisfied having read that book it checked all the boxes
1: yeah do you talk should we I was going to talk about Dove
0: yeah definitely
1: what I loved about Dove's character who is clearly as the author writes going through she's taking some kind of meds to regulate her I can't remember if she had bipolar disorder or I don't remember some kind of attention deficit. There was some personality disorder that she had told Jake that she had had, but and she was taking medicine for it. And you and she would go off of these like wild extremes. Mm, yeah, she seemed like a lot of fun mm-hmm. in a way that I don't understand mental illness, yeah. and that's what like how it reads. And you can see Jake, like, seeing this as someone that doesn't have a ton of friends mm-hmm. and is excited about having these two friends. He thinks that she is the most beautiful creature mm-hmm. that's ever walked the earth Huge to. crush. Huge crush on her. And I forget what the first kind of thing that she wanted to do was.
0: was oh, it? When he meets her for the first time, doesn't she beat up his bully?
1: Oh, that's right.
0: Yeah. He's getting picked on uh-huh. and she throws a rock at this kid's mm-hmm. face or something and she gives very like i don't give a fuck vibes yeah very She skateboards she's yeah. super cool i wish i could inhibit some dove yellow bird vibes yeah. into my personality i wish i was the kind of tween who skateboarded but i was not at all i was just
1: wish i was confident enough to not care what people thought and like yeah. stood up to bullies and yeah Confident enough to – at one point, she buys a ticket on a train and just says, like, see ya. Yeah. Like, no one understands me here. And and I loved – so her story, I felt, like was really important because there was zero shame mm-hmm. in mental illness. Her parents seemed to – every time they would go – they would seem, like, worried about her, obviously. They would go get her. She would come back. She understood her – what mm-hmm. was going on in her brain. She understood that it wasn't normal but the way she described it was just really refreshing. Mm-hmm. Because and I feel like that starts with at home when as a parent you could be really worried about your kids and they can know that. Mm-hmm. And and that just has to be like as the mom, as a mom to dove yellow bird, what that must feel like. Has to be so scary. Mm-hmm. But to have like this young girl that grows up to be yeah, like a successful human that yeah. you know I don't know i i loved i loved her character and i to say something like i love how she exhibited mental illness is not the right way to say that but i love how the writer wrote her character Mm -hmm. i don't feel like it stigmatized it i feel like it it gave kind of breath to what she was going through and what other people saw Mm -hmm. that exhibited as but um there was zero shame that it seemed like she felt like she wasn't yeah. embarrassed when she came back when her parents got her back from whatever city she took the train mm-hmm. to and I can't even remember if she acknowledged it mm-hmm. to Jake I don't remember after she bought that ticket but
0: so many good characters it's like a very character driven mm-hmm. book for sure
1: is it a really old book?
0: Mm-mm. no I think it came out in are you talking about because the old cover? well there was another cover before that that was also really cool mm-hmm I picked this one solely off the cover. The cover is
1: pretty rad. My amazing. husband's reading it now solely on the cover. It's
0: so good. 2018. So that's the book we loved it so much, so good. I will say I listened to the to the audiobook. Oh, you did? Mhm. Through oh, I didn't know that. Libby, through the mm-hmm. library. And so I listened to a lot. I usually when I'm reading a book, if it's available, uh, through the li- the audiobook is available through the library. I'll get it and just sometimes listen to it, even if it's just for pronunciation. Obviously, mm-hmm. we didn't know how to pronounce it a lot. Mm-hmm. the d- w- what's his name Thesan Thesan from Akatar. We oh still couldn't figure it out. I'm like, man, for a good laugh, make the- sure you watch
1: our cocktail. Obviously, I mean, we'll make
0: sure you watch the cocktail <laughs> videos. But yes, it helps with pronunciations and things like that for sure. Hmm. Sometimes I'll just get the audiobook through Libby, and I just never buy the book. This is one. Yeah, I want to own it. It's I want to reread it every yeah every season. But I almost stopped immediately, actually did stop listening to it and was like, this is a no-go because the very opening lines are detailing brain surgery. It talks about
1: the material the brain is made out of.
0: And I'm like listening to it Mm -hmm. and I couldn't do it. And I turned it off and I thought, this is not the vibe. And then gave it a second chance and I'm glad I did. So don't be turned off by the descriptions of... Like a brain and like squeeze through mm-hmm. a keyhole or something how no. we
1: approached this season was different from the summer season and i f- i feel like more seasons as we go on will be more like this one mm-hmm. more curated i feel like summer was just we know we want to do a we'll Throw
0: why don't you stuff? pick yeah you know
1: so many books i'll pick so many books we'll try to pick books we've read before mm-hmm. and then we'll come together and like ask each other to read them mm-hmm. and Because we had this longer break and we're so fucking excited about Halloween. Yeah. We have been so excited about Mm -hmm. putting together a good list of like spooky cozy books for
0: the season.
1: And I don't know. I I hope, I feel like last season was a mishmash, which isn't bad. Like I loved all the books we covered, but so Allison had read, I mean, I feel like I've read a ton of books and I've nixed a ton of books Mm -hmm. that I thought we were going to, include here and Ali had given me this book and so that's I mean so it was so good so yeah good.
0: but yeah I so f- a few random questions mm-hmm. you mentioned that the author has pen names mm-hmm. if you had to make a pen name or one if there was there a genre I get that if you're writing a bunch of different genres you have different names I guess mm-hmm. but to in my head I thought they were more for I'm embarrassed that I'm writing this book.
1: Yeah. So, in my head, I've thought of like a million books to write.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And all the books that I feel like are vulnerable enough or truthful enough or whatever are embarrassing. And I don't want to be like, so you're, so back if you me.
0: were going to, I was going to ask what's like a genre or a type of book, you'd be like, nope, fake name.
1: Yeah. I would never want my own name. Yeah. Because I'm even, like, if, if you wrote Sarah J. Moss's
0: books. Oh, then my mom knows that <laughs>
1: Right? Like she would want to own them. She'd like want to read them. If
0: you're gonna hope they're popular enough that That's a
1: But what if they're not? Okay. And I mom still knows. Like what if you just don't tell your mom? But
0: like if they're my, not popular, yeah, you just don't tell your mom. hmm Why are you poor? Rich.
1: Because <laughs> I quit wrote Smut and no one read it. <laughs> no one read
0: my <laughs> smut, mom. Get <laughs> off my back. Yeah. Yeah, I would probably, if I was running, I think, I would, I would, I want to be Dove Yellowbird and be confident. Mm-hmm. I think I'd have a pen name. Yeah. I don't want to be that person, but well, I am.
1: Okay, so think about, like, the, the books we've loved the most. And they don't have to be, like, super smutty or anything, but take, like, seven days in June. Mm-hmm. Like, there is, like, a
0: yeah pretty okay. sexy, ste- steamy scene there. Yeah. But I don't have to write, I don't have to change my name for that. For, like, a scene. A scene. And but, I wouldn't, the first Akatar. I think i would have had to change my name by the end by the Cassie and nesta um, i'm wishing i had a pin name <laughs> and it's not even like i mean there's definitely mm-hmm. smuttier out there Well, like the, <laughs> i've read smuttier but the best
1: books are the best people that you follow on i would think like both of us are kind of the same there's a vulnerability that you admire and that's what makes you gravitate to a person that what makes a book really good is vulnerable thinking to think that there's a little bit of truth
0: mm-hmm.
1: in that person's story. Like if I was to write a story about a marriage. Yeah. And my husband reads it. And That's say true. like I'm pulling from like truthful things or or I write a par- a book about a relationship between a girl and her parents. You know, maybe the story isn't about me and my parents, but if there's like an inkling of truth in it, then yeah. it would really hurt my parents' feelings. Yeah. And isn't I want that- a pen name. <laughs>
0: Didn't Emily say she never writes? Mm-hmm. Emily C. Whitson, who we read her book *Beneath the Marigolds*, was saying she doesn't write any characters Mm-mm. about. She didn't
1: name none someone because she didn't want to give that like shitty character power. But also, she's like, I was just done naming
0: because you can't. It can't be like someone you know. Yeah, it can't be anyone I've ever been on a date with. The characters have to be totally different than anyone you know. Uh huh. It's stressful. It was
1: just stressful, and I just figured like I don't even care about naming mm-hmm. this. Emily seems like a shitty person. Yeah.
0: What would yeah. your pen name be?
1: Ooh. Would you make yours a man's name?
0: Oh. Yeah, I want to see if that male privilege is real. Mm-hmm. I would want to.
1: Just make like androgynous, maybe?
0: Maybe, maybe androgynous. Mm-hmm. When I was in high school, I was a DJ on a radio station. And when I started, I was so young that they made me have a fake name. So I had a fake name for like a whole year on the radio. What was it? Kim Jackson. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't even remember who came up with that. I didn't come up with it. I was like a baby when I was doing this. That was not supposed to be. It was weird. I mean, we just, I was 16. You just all dove these into men. it? Well, I now was volunteering chem? there. It was right next to my school. And it was something I was interested in. so I like, volunteered, interned, whatever you want to call it there. And then they needed someone. It was like a bro. It was a very not making a lot of money kind of radio station and they needed someone to do midnight shift which is pre-recorded you basically just like do these like pre-recorded things Mm -hmm. for in between each song or whatever like batch of songs so that started out doing that and then I was pretty good at it and so eventually I was doing the midday shift I got out of high school I was doing noon to I think it was like noon to five four f- noon to five or something like that did you get to pick the songs mm-hmm. some of them yeah you get the, yeah you can mix it up mm-hmm. you kind of get like a batch of songs that you're gonna play this is wild and then you i knew this about you pick. but i don- could yeah. have never so when i was doing the pre-recorded Tim i was Jackson. so young that they just made me have a fake name and then when i went to midday shift and i was a little bit older mm-hmm. i was doing like opening concerts and doing out what did it, what was it called like out and about I would like mm-hmm. go do events and stuff. So I didn't have one then because yeah. You know. Oh my god. And then they, I was just Jackson. decent at it. And then they made me do the vendor shift. And then the radio station got bought out by a corporation, and they still kept me. <laughs> they didn't know how young I was. So this like corporate dude comes into town, and little high school and Bebop's in, and it's like, hi, I'm the one doing the vendor shift.
1: Oh my god. <laughs>
0: you're a child it was fun that was a fun time in life
1: were you fired
0: no no no. i stayed on until i graduated high school and went to college oh my god i did it for like three years
1: oh my okay. god yeah how much did you get paid
0: minimum wage at the time so it was like six bucks an hour back then something
1: what a steal
0: i know that's probably why they kept me honestly it's probably not because i was any good at it they just thought oh, look at you Geez. now yeah now i got my own podcast
1: and um, you kind of have a pet name i know only I our can... kids call you allie
0: it's true. It's <laughs> my family calls me Allie, like my grandparents mm-hmm. and cousins, and then your kids. Uh, mm-hmm. The podcast world. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Okay, so. Wait, what is yours? What's your pen name?
0: Oh, I mean, maybe I would go back to that one because it'd be funny. Just
1: Kimberly use my old Jackson. Kim Jackson. Just use my old I love radio it. one. I love Do you it. Do ha-
0: you have one that you would like
1: to? I make? think it would be like an androgynous name. An andro- I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would I like, like to that. think James, but I still think. James is more like male centric, but I love the name James. Mm-hmm. But yeah, probably be something that could be either. I like it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna think of this.
0: Okay, is there a ghost story or urban legend you would love to investigate? That's my other question.
1: I feel like Bloody Mary really spooked me as a
0: kid. Mm-hmm.
1: Or we did Light as a Feather, so the Board a lot. Yeah, and Ouija board. I feel like those were like our trifecta of a sleepover.
0: Oh, we. I mean, I think I did Bloody Mary like. One or two times. My childhood friend group was way into actual real, when I say real ghost stories, real creepy local ghost stories, not Bloody Mary. I wasn't doing Bloody Mary. I was going to find the graves of real Mm -hmm. dead people who were supposedly still haunting my hometown. Cool, cool. So that's what we were doing. (laughs) It'd probably be something like that, like a good local legend. I also, though, there is a – I think they do a podcast, but I follow it on Instagram, Curious Nashville, Mm-mm. where you can just type in – are you sending questions of, I saw this weird thing on the side of the road. I never knew what it was. Mm-hmm. Can you explain it? But I think they – and I think it was this group that investigated the tunnels under Nashville, and the legend is it's for – it was where they took corpses to, like, Vanderbilt for medical studies and stuff. So the hospitals would, like, take them on these underground tunnels. I might be making 90% of this up. Does mm. it sound familiar?
1: Okay. I have the most boring job. I think we said this in, like, a really you know that, early, you know about early the tunnels? episode. I do, like, commercial real estate. And I am currently working on a deal with a an unnamed uh-huh. client. That used to have a large facility in downtown Nashville, like big, 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 big. And they no longer do. And they were talking about how, when they were taking their campus down, that because they were the largest in- interceptor of mail in Nashville and-, and maybe even like the Southeastern United States. They had an underground tunnel to the U.S. Postal
0: Office. No. That it,
1: they're planning on using.
0: So there are for it's sure preserved. underground tunnels. There
1: is at least on the west side of downtown.
0: Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. Whoa. Yeah. I Okay. I need to look this up more because it just feels like this thing in the back of my head where I I'm always say there's tunnels downtown and it was for... Mm -hmm. moving corpses
1: this was just for male moving from they built
0: it but or the tunnel was already there and they used it for that
1: that was not specified but it's it exists it existed for the last 40 years it exists today (gasps) and the historical society wants to preserve it to allow people to go from because nashville has so many pedestrians Mm -hmm. and it's pedestrians are you just get shitty as the night gets longer. It's and bad. I'm not blaming pedestrians, but also drivers also drink too. Yeah. Nashville is, is awesome, is just up. downtown is another thing. <laughs> but they were using it, or they want to use it eventually to allow pedestrians to go from that part of town to like the gulch. Interesting. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah that, this is it then. I uh-huh. want to investigate this. I can't believe
1: I haven't told you that yet. This. I have, like, zero interesting things to tell people about my job. And, like, I hear this one interesting yeah. thing and I never told anyone. No, I feel like you always have an
0: interesting thing. You say, mm-hmm. I have the most boring job. And then you always have some tidbit mm. of random Nashville <laughs> knowledge. <laughs> All right. Do we want to do a, a quick fan cast? Yes. Did you have anyone? I did by not. By chance? Okay. So I have – for Jake, I don't think this is the right one. But this is who I – pictured okay your child is not old enough to have been obsessed with diary of a wimpy kid
1: highly oh, i know who that is though suggest
0: this movie the the friend in diary of a wimpy kid his the actor is robert Capron. that is who i pictured the whole time oh my
1: gosh she's perfect
0: I, I pictured him the whole time right like little angel I also love Diary of Wimpy Kid, <laughs> unashamedly. I think No, it is he's perfect. The best. That's mm-hmm. who I pictured. Okay, I'm going to save Uncle Calvin for last, because okay. Uncle Calvin is my – it's it's perfect. It's maybe my favorite casting I've ever done. So I'll go ahead and do Billy, Billy Yellowbird and Dove Yellowbird. They're indigenous. I don't know if you've watched Reservation Dogs, but there's an actor, a young actor in that TV show, Bodie Okuma Linton. Is who I pictured for Billy Yellowbird. I need Looking you to look him, now. him up and have your reaction because these are great casts. Oh, my
1: God. <laughs> Sweet buddy. I know. No. Casting
0: kids is... Casting kids. Just, especially this nostalgic story that you want them to be. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You feel so connected.
1: Oh, he looks like a badass, too. Like... Yeah. Yeah. Find my grandma. Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so his sister Dove, the newest season of Anne with an E... The remake of Anne of Green mm-hmm. Gables has an actress, Gawandeo Tarbell. I hope I'm saying that correctly. That is who would make the best Dove Yellowbird. I can see her in my head. It is pronounced, or it is spelled K-I-W-A-N-T-I-I-O. Oh, my gosh. Right? Imagine that cast. Yeah. Imagine Robert Bodie and mm-hmm. Gawandeo. Oh my gosh, she's perfect. I know. <laughs> These kiddos. I will also say Hollywood is not doing a great job at casting indigenous actors and actresses. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot when you go to kind of do some deep digging or if you're not actively trying to, you know, cast cat, diversify mm-hmm. your what you're watching. It's yeah, not in your repertoire very often. So Well, you nailed together, it. Hollywood, but Those kids. Okay, Uncle Calvin. I actually so already told so your husband is reading this, and I couldn't keep it to myself. I was like, "Let me tell you who I'm casting at this as this," and he agreed. <laughs> it's perfect. One of my favorite TV shows ever in the history of the world is Freaks and Geeks. The guidance counselor in Freaks and Geeks, <laughs> Dave perfect. Allen, it's perfect. Is Uncle Calvin? Mm-hmm. He is. It is the only person I picture. Mm-hmm. That's the vibe. He's that uh, – he, uh, he's – that's it. It's mm-hmm. Dave Allen. Dave Allen is Uncle C.
1: It's perfect. <laughs> this is a perfect casting. I'm glad I didn't have anything to contribute.
0: I, w- he, I kept picturing someone for Uncle C, and I couldn't put my finger on it for – I mean, may, I, this is an immediate picture. Mm-hmm. Like, pretty quickly, I this is who I thought. But 30 seconds, I'm like, who is – who is <gasps> who? And then the character just completely shifted for me of <laughs> I get I can see him riding his bike
1: with all the kids. There are I'm trying now to think of like where who we could cast from Freaks and Geeks for Lex.
0: Cuz um,
1: Lex Lex I felt was younger. Did you feel the same?
0: I thought so, but not super young, not high school. Not
1: no 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 not high school, but uh, I feel like I could I can like I could see all these characters. This book was so well written. So
0: this is this brings me to Billy's parents. Mm-hmm. I have an image in my head of Billy's parents, but I can't get Name the them. actor and actress. So I want us to do an Instagram post or something, a okay. TikTok where we ask people to help us out with this cuz it's are they? driving me crazy. So
1: many people have read this. I was There's like searching on cast. TikTok and Instagram to see what people thought Cause I'm like mm-hmm. do people love this book is there anything I need to be wary of this book yeah. it is it is perfect this yeah. book is perfect
0: yeah
1: and a lot of people thought that it was too slow or it wasn't what they were expecting which I totally get that a lot of people dnf'd it mm. the the scoring on goodreads I don't even think it's a four yeah they're wrong it's a shame you're all wrong because this is yeah you it's you because
0: people compare it to stranger things it's not that mm-hmm.
1: it's
0: slow it's slower it's Ugh, not it's, actually spook I mean you get spooky creep-
1: yeah no it, I mean I feel like there are parts that are creepy but it's not it's that's not, not what though. the book like it's I feel like it was less about those parts and more about like this friendship and it just centered around this cool town where mm-hmm. like creepy things happened oh it's and so then, good. yeah the it's book so was good. so good uh five stars five stars I give every book five Valley stars Ridge. on Goodreads <laughs> do not Watch. I mean, if, if I also only rate books I like. Yeah. So if it's five stars. I really did think it was five stars. But this one would have been more if mm-hmm. they had let
0: me. So good. Mm-hmm. So that's, good yeah, that is uh, Saturday Night Ghost Club. We have cannot recommend this book enough we Mm-mm, love it we loved it why do we even say we're recommending it no one's listening to this and then gonna it. We, we, we hope you also loved <laughs> we hope you it loved and are it. recommending it to your friends i just
1: saw what book we're doing
0: okay do the intro for next week okay
1: next week we're doing a very secret society of irregular witches
0: <gasps>
1: this is another one i
0: love every book allie from this like season.
1: hit it out of the park oh. i contributed one book for this first like six uh and
0: this next one
1: and I kept, like, I had a bunch that I'd read. I'm like, ooh, we could probably do this. And then I would read one of yours. I'm like, it doesn't even compare. If you're
0: listening to this and you haven't read Very Secret Society of Irregular Witches, mm-hmm. re- stop what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Stop what you're reading. And listen along with us because I'm very excited to talk about this one.
1: We only cover books we absolutely love.
0: Yeah. Well, I would say last season was different.
1: Last like, season were, was different because we were yeah. like catapulting to each other. This season, and,
0: we love them all.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Buy them all. Go on. Go go. Right I now. only
1: posted the first six. There's one book we have not read. It's called Legends and Lattes. Yes. I'm I can't just. Wait for it. I'm just gonna give it five stars right now. <laughs> Everything I read about it, it seems like a book I'd love. Except for the cover. The cover yeah, yeah, yeah. makes me want to die. But <laughs> still gonna love it. <laughs>
0: yes. I'm so excited about next week. So definitely join us. Mm -hmm. Then we're excited to be back, everyone. We are. Check us out on Instagram and TikTok. Join along. Help us cast Billy's Parents, please. Yeah, please. Do you want to give the, I never remember what our handles are.
1: Yes. So we are on Instagram at Book Report Podcast. And we are on TikTok. I think TikTok is going to come on as I pull it up just to make sure. It is not. We are on TikTok at, at book report Podcast, which is the same as Instagram.
0: Oh, so I just have to move That should be one. easy. The only thing different th- is Gmail. Okay.
1: No one writes us emails, but if you want to, you can do we'll that do at TheBookReportPod yeah. at gmail.com.
0: Yeah.
1: Thank you so much for listening. This has been an honor to keep doing this with yep. you, Allie, and same. for the those of you that do listen. So thank you.
0: Much appreciated. You all have a great week. And we'll be back next week with Mm -hmm. Very Secret Society for Regular Witches. Mm -hmm. Bye. Bye.